Hey everyone, it's me, Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Teamer, top of the library. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode 260 of the Commander's Brew. Sean, what's new? Uh... I don't know why I can't explain this. You asking me that question for some reason conjured up the most vivid image of a box of Triscuits in my mind. (laughs) Is that synesthesia? Do I have food synesthesia where like you, I hear questions, but then I see food. Me asking you what's new. And I was like Triscuits. I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Are Triscuits new? I don't think they're new. I mean, (laughs) I have had Triscuits in the last three days, but I could not today. I don't know. Weird. What's uh, what's your favorite Triscuit? Just a classic? Classic Triscuit with, I, if you've never put a little bit of peanut butter on a Triscuit, like it salts up the peanut butter and it adds that crunch. It's the best. You know, you're going to put peanut butter on toast. I'm with you. Sure, yeah. You're going to put peanut butter on a premium plus. <coughs> mm-hmm. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very Even a Ritz. Great. Peanut butter on a Ritz. But on a Triscuit, it just awakens other flavors in the peanut butter. It's really? The perfect, it's a perfect pair. I've been. You want to talk about perfect pairs? Peanut butter, peanut butter and, and a Triscuit. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I've been going um, and. Uh, yeah, I've been using the uh, the flavored Triscuits a lot lately. Ooh, the cracked pepper and olive oil. Yeah, there's like a garlic and parmesan one, which is like potent, but very good. It's not too much. It's nice. Um, Triscuits are positioned as a fancy cracker if that's their flavors. Like those are not like other crackers would do salt and vinegar or ketchup. But like Triscuits is like, (laughs) no, no, we're we're fancy. What ketchup crackers do you know? Well, I mean, I'm thinking like crispers or like things like that. But like, if if a, if a snack go to flavor is parmesan and garlic, they like they want to be fancy. That's true, and Triscuits definitely do want to be fancy, uh, <laughs> no question. But they also like to say, "Hey, we're also a snack for everyone," though. <laughs> they like to play both you, sides of the coin. You can't have it both ways, Triscuit. Nah, you can't, Triscuit. I'm sorry, you can't. You're fancy. You're fancy. You're fa- you're fancier. I mean. You know, just the makeup of a Triscuit seems fancier. It seems more rustic, which is always, you know, yeah. which says, like, I belong on a charcuterie board more so than, say, a Ritz. It's not yeah. top fanciness, but it's, like, fancier than your average cracker. I mean, the problem with, like, Ritz is calling itself fancy by its very name. True. They're trying to go after it just they're with the name. They're trying way too hard. Yeah, they're trying yeah. too hard for sure. Don't get me you wrong. Call yourself Ritz but I also didn't expect to be the fancy cracker. No, you're not the fancy cracker. You're the closest thing to a chip that crackers get, Ritz. Like, let's be yeah. honest. You're basically a chip. I mean, they might as well have called themselves buttery. Yeah, buttery. Because, like, there ain't no buttier, butterier. There's, I can't say it. There ain't no butterier, butterier. snack out there. There's a kind that we have. I don't know if they have these in the States. Maybe they do. It's called uh, Toppables. 
Do you know about Toppables? Ooh, I know Toppables. Yeah, I love Toppables. Same thing. It's that if they're in that family of buttery, like, like uh, Ritz style cracker. They're not as buttery or as salted as a Ritz, but they're still in that in that like family. But I like them better. They're my favorite. I got one beef with Toppables. <laughs> What's that? They're telling me what to do with the with the cracker. You know what's funny? I rarely even top a toppable. Well, you're just—I mean, I'm that's bad marketing. Just right there. pure toppable. Or if there's it, people eating toppables with no tops, then <laughs> they've failed yeah. as a company. It's true. They tell you right on the box, like you got—you better be putting something on these things because they're. No, not but gonna. you would think that's like oh, it's like a dry old cracker, but it's not. It's really tasty. You know, it's 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 really really good. It's um, it's funny though. Toppables are probably my favorite cracker, but I know them more as their French name. So if you're like, if you're in Canada, you know what I'm talking about. Everything has like a, you know, something will be on the front, like it says the English name, and then on the back it'll say the French name. Well, in the States, obviously you don't have that, so you don't know that Toppables to me are Tartanables. <laughs> so tart- yeah. Tartanable is how I know a Toppable, or as we I call it around one. this house sometimes, turntables. Because it looks like that's what it says. I got one beef with tartanablas. Oh, man. What's the beef with tartanablas? Uh, <laughs> In French, beef. Uh, Boof. Do you know uh, that my all-time favorite cracker is the only cracker that I know you can get a hangover from <laughs> if you eat a whole box of them? Uh, you ever had bacon dippers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I've had bacon dippers. They are so Ooh, salty yeah. and like that smoky bacon artificial taste so good. Like I once was like crushed a whole box while I was playing video games or something. Yeah. And uh, I'm convinced that's that gave me a hangover. Too much salt. Makes sense, man. I've had them. They're tasty, <laughs> but they're it's a strong, it's a potent flavor. Yeah, you can't go hard on. No, them. you can't go too hard. Uh, you know. <laughs> We're sharing some cracker stories. I'll never forget <laughs> buying, um, uh, like, you know how you, you, when you get a craving for something based on either whether it's just the box or the, how the how it looks, you're like, oh, that cracker looks so good. That looks exactly what I want to eat right now. Like, uh, that's exactly what I want. And it was the Swiss cheese crackers. Um, oh, yeah. Same family as, I believe, like a bacon dipper and uh, maybe even a Trisket. Like, it's it's that same company, I think. And what are, what are they called? They're just called, like, they're just called something. It's really simple. They're just called, like, Swiss. Cheese-ups. Cheese, yeah, they're just called something Swiss like that. Swiss-em-up. And they're not like Cheez-Its. Like, if you're in America and you don't know what I'm talking about, you might. I don't. I just don't know. These might only be Canadian snacks because I know we have a pretty big difference. But anyways... They're not like Cheez-Its. They're not like these, like, anyways, they're more, there's a little more cracker-like. And I was like, that looks so good. And I love the flavor of Swiss cheese. This is going to be so good. I remember getting that box home, cracking into them, and them just being so tasteless and dry. I might have just got a bad box, but they were not good. They were rough. Don't get the Swiss cheese yeah. ones, man. Get, if you're, if yeah. you're, I mean, I guess go bacon dipper over the Swiss cheese ups or whatever they're called is this crazy you put you take two ritz and in between them you put a slice of a swiss cheese cracker <laughs> and a bacon dipper oh. 
you've made a BLT almost yeah. out of just crackers. Give me the LT cracker, and then you made yourself like maybe if you get like vegetable thins, put that in there. Vegetable thins. There's your that's LT. The lettuce and the tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've we've invented a it's a it's six crackers deep, but it's a cracker VLT. <laughs> but it's a cracker VLT. <laughs> it's just six. You gotta like chomp into it, yeah. a stack. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh my god, I wonder what I, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. A, okay. A Swiss okay. BLT. Uh, I'm in. You at home, you, you you listening, you can think about delicious cracker stacks and how tasty it would be to just crunch through them. Um, while you're thinking about that, allow me to thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening. It means a lot. We love it. Uh, thank you, especially to the people who decided to go to patreon.com slash commanders brew. Those are people who wanted to help out financially. Uh, and you really are, it helps us make the show. You can also get access that way into our discord so you can help us brew the decks we use on the show. Uh, there's a lot of action going on in there. It's super fun. There's a meme, magic meme channel that is very funny. <laughs> I click the smiley face on almost all of them. <laughs> um, let's also talk about the affiliate link we have on all of our show notes. If you want to help out the show, if you plan on buying magic cards, go ahead and click that link. It takes you through to a TCG player affiliate link. You can buy the cards to the deck we're talking about, or just keep going through and go to whatever cards you're already planning on buying, and that helps us out. We get a little slice of that. If you're in Canada, though, we have got the best deal for you. We can get you money in your pocket. We can have you spending, getting a discount on your magic singles uh, with our coupon code from the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code BREWICORIA to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there. Yes, we will see you there. Uh, okay, what do you say we uh, start up with the interview this week? That sounds great. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm committed to being here for it. I will be here. I will not skip this one. Great. I know, I, I know. You, I've done that a lot to you recently. I've skipped out on it. Um, yeah, I've, I'm committed to being here for this one. All right, perfect. Well, who do we have lined up this week, Sean? What's going on? Uh, yeah, you know. So before you get into it, though, I'm just gonna quickly duck out, go to oh, the washroom. Okay. Uh, and just, but I will be, I promise I will be back before it starts. The only way I won't is if somehow there's a mechanical failure in the lock to my bathroom and I'm trapped inside and can't get out for the interview. But that's the only reason I would miss it. Seems unlikely that that will happen. I'm sure won't be a problem. Should we just wait for you? Like, nope. Uh, get, I'll be back before you've even done the intro. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, great. Okay. Well, um, Perfect. Okay, well, uh, uh, we'll just get going here then, um, and I will welcome uh, Reggie of the Third Reflection. Reggie, welcome. Hi, Andy. Hey, man, how's it going? It's great. Uh, what's what's up? What's happening with you these days? Uh, well, it's nice to it's nice that uh, to just 
I just, I'm just feeling great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I lived most of my life not knowing I was a twin. Oh. Uh, not knowing I was connected to Riku, Riku of Two Reflections. Right. Uh, but it was great. It was great to find out that uh, I am his twin. Right. So you, yeah. I, a lot of people already thought he had twins, and I guess mm-hmm. this is confusing because he—that's a reflection. Right. So it was him and a reflection, but I'm an actual twin of him. I'm the third reflection. So you're the third reflection. I guess. I, was, I, don't, I, don't, he, I don't understand. Is, yeah, is he the original? Is he a reflection, or does he have two other reflections and then you? See, I can't get too deep into it because I'm pretty stupid. Oh. Uh, we, we were both genetically engineered, oh. and he was the powerful twin who got all the great <laughs> attributes and the magic powers, and I was I got all kind of the, like the leftovers. So this is a bit of a twin situation. I already um, told you that. I'm the twin. Yeah, but like the movie twins. And also maybe a little bit like a multiplicity situation. Maybe okay. like, you okay. know, where the third Michael Keaton was really stupid <laughs> because the clones made him. <laughs> Remember that? Okay. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I, I'm not without my special ability. Okay. Hey, I, yeah. No, I bet you. Yeah. Yes. What do you I have? have what do, what do you do? Things. What is it? What are some of the things you do? I can. How long does it take you to go to the bathroom, Andy? <laughs> how long? How long do you think it takes you to go to the bathroom? Number one or number two? Number one. <laughs> okay, number one. Um, Not including the hand washing. Okay, so just the act of number oneing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe like two minutes max. Two minutes? <laughs> Whatever. I can go to the bathroom in like five seconds. <laughs> Really, it just, and you you're done. You're not just stopping yourself. Number one or number two in five seconds. Yeah, a number two in five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> you can do a number two in five seconds. Is that's that my powers? You have, Andy. you have that's my special powers. You have that's a <laughs> magic butt you have. Am think I right about that? How much more time? Think of how much more time. Think of how many, how much of your life you've wasted going to the bathroom. I've got none of that. It adds up, I, I bet, yeah. And it's even faster if I eat dairy. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is a bit of a common misconception, I think. People tend to think that cheese and dairy blocks you up, but actually, I'm pretty sure... Oh, no, it hurts my stomach. Yeah, well, you might just be lactose intolerant. That might be a whole other thing. That might be one of your yes. special powers, too, but... I, I am lactose intolerant, okay. and I have a gluten sensitivity, That's and why I, bet. I, I get sunburns in, like, one second. Okay, hang on. So maybe this is why, though. Are you eating a lot of those things regularly? The gluten and the milk and everything? Oh, yeah. My favorite meal is a big bowl of gluten cereal. Big bowl of wheat cereal, eh? Puffed wheat? Yeah. You like that? Puffed wheat, big, big glass of milk. Okay. That's why you're going to the bathroom in, like, five seconds. Yeah. This is so brutal for you. Your life sounds pretty rough. What? Well, it's terrible. <laughs> it, not to mention the emotional strain of finding out that you are uh, were designed to be an inferior twin. Yeah, what's that like? Tell me a little bit about your life. What is it you do? And how about this? What do you do with all the time that you save because of this bathroom special ability? I mean, I the time I'm not going to the bathroom... Uh, I spend a good deal of it kind of beforehand. I spend a lot of that time before going to the bathroom writhing around on the ground, mm. gripping my stomach in agony. Okay. Definitely lactose intolerant, but we've covered that. Yeah. 
Um, And that's okay for you, though. So you spend a lot more time, say, rolling around on the ground probably than you would if you just went to the bathroom normally, right? It's it's hard for me to process this kind of thing because another weakness of mine is that I don't learn from my mistakes, so I keep making them over and over and over. Okay, that's okay. That's where the part of the interview where it's getting a bit sad. Um, you not only you keep doing this stuff because you don't even know that's you need like a memento system maybe where you're like writing it on your arms to remind yourself, hey, you poo super fast if you eat milk. Write that on your arm. Mementos. No, not the snack. Not Mentos. Just memento. Mementos. <laughs> No, not Memento. I mean, no, Memento the movie. <laughs> I know you, I wish, I know you probably wish it was Mementos the snack, but it's not. The candy, no. So you mean like souvenirs? <laughs> like like little thimbles that say Florida? Mm, those are those are Mementos as well, but... Uh, me, um, How are those going to prevent me from no. hurting myself with milk? So Memento was a movie where a guy didn't have any short-term memory, so he had to write everything on his arm to remember. He had tattooed stuff on his arms to remember to stuff to do stuff. I don't have a short-term memory. Yeah, great. Well, this is the problem. So maybe I should do everything that guy did in that movie. I'm going to watch that movie yes. and do literally everything that guy does in that movie. You know movie. what? I don't remember really what happens in the movie. I seem to remember there's some criminal activity going on, but I think the guy, the main guy, was cool in it. I think he was all right, I think. Oh, well, we'll find so out. So you know what? I'm going to say go ahead. Cool. All right. Well, um, okay. So uh, is there anything else going on in your life right now? How about the um, reprint? Are you, you, is, you know, the reflection's all pretty excited about the reprint of Riku? Are you calling me a reprint? <laughs> no. No, I didn't call Did you. you call, was that directed at me? No. Because I don't, I don't take kindly to be called a reprint. I am an original creature. You're a reflection. Creature. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Reggie the third reflection. Yeah, you're a reflection. I don't understand it. Uh I don't like it. I don't like it. Wait, I, you seemed fine with it earlier. Now all of a sudden you hate it? Well, I am I hate just being considered a reflection. I like being a twin. Okay, so why did you inter- why did you introduce yourself as a, a reflection? That's my title. But you don't Reggie like it. of the third reflection. I mean, that's my, you know, does Queen Elizabeth like the title Queen? Probably. I doubt it. I bet if she didn't like it, though, she wouldn't introduce herself as Queen Elizabeth. She's walking around going, I'm Queen Elizabeth all day. I can drink milk and it's fine because I got an English metabolism. <laughs> an English metabolism. Uh, yeah, I bet she does talk about that. Hey, listen, you know, you don't have to have the milk. You don't have to have the wheat. You can just stay what away from... What am I going to eat for breakfast? Eggs? Eggs. Yeah. Did I just... How long, how long does it take a chicken to lay an egg? <laughs> I don't know, a couple minutes? Oh, I bet I could do it faster. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Okay, Reggie. Um, <laughs> we have to wrap this up now. Uh, okay. But how fast do you think you could lay an egg? Um, I've, I've never done it before, but I bet you whatever starts an egg in your body, I could get it out of me in under five seconds. <laughs> okay. Try right now. Go ahead. I don't know what puts an egg in my body. I could try to get one out, though. Okay. 
I don't want to until I'm near a bathroom, though. I'm worried of my, what, how I might screw this you up. You know what? I agree. The theme of my character is I screw everything up. <laughs> you mess it all up. I wanted to see if you could lay an egg, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, you know what, uh, Reggie? Thanks very much for being here. I, I hope things turn around for you soon. And I and you know what? Text me back after you, you watch Memento and let me know how, how that goes. Okay. Can I have your number? Oh, No. I probably shouldn't give you my number. You know what? I'll email you. Okay. And then you respond back to that. Okay. I'm at Reggie3RDReflection underscore I love milk <laughs> at, g- at gmail.com. You love diarrhea is what you love. Okay. I'll see you later, man. Thanks for being here. Okay. Bye. Bye. Sean, you're back. Thank you very much for. Uh, you, you did miss the interview, though. I knew it was going to happen. What? What? What happened? What? Was... Andy, you will never believe what happened to me. You got locked in your bathroom. I did. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it, and the you know what? You were in the bathroom a long time. Yeah. You were in there way longer than our boy Reggie would have been in there. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I wanted to ask him many detailed questions about his habit yeah well no i don't think you really do want to do that we got into detail and it wasn't great Mm. guys got a bowel problem simple we'll just put it that way uh okay well let's say we uh let's say we um uh move on past that and uh talk about the deck deck okay 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 so the theme this week it's teamer top of the library so let me start with the main ways that that's going to be the thing. It's looking at the top of our library. Let's start with Vivian, Monsters Advocate, three green green, Planeswalker, Vivian. She's from Ikoria, the new Ikoria one. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. That's what we want. You may cast creature spells from the top of your library. That's also great. She's got a couple of other abilities, making 3-3 beasts with stuff on it, or minus 2, when you cast your first, when you cast your next creature spell this turn, you get to tutor up any creature with lower CMC and put it straight into the battlefield. This is a very powerful commander, and that's she's a little bit pricey, like 8 bucks, but uh, I think worth it for that top of the library. We're also talking, so that's creatures. She's got creatures covered. Mm-hmm. We got Mystic Forge, 4 mana for an artifact, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an artifact card or a colorless non-land card. Excellent. That's how we got artifacts covered. We can also tap and pay one life to exile the top card of your library. That's a very key ability. Uh, we love that ability in this type of deck because we often want to change what's on top if we don't want to cast it or we can't cast it. Also looking at Precognition Field. It's a three and a blue enchantment. You may look at the top card of your library. That's the theme. You may cast the top card if it's an instant or a sorcery. So now we got creatures, artifacts, colorless non-artifacts, and instants and sorceries. We can pay three to exile the top card of our library with this. It's a little bit more expensive. And rounding us out, Rada, Heir of, Heart of Keld, one red, green, Elf Warrior 3-3. As long as it's your turn, Rada has first strike. You may look at the top card and you may play lands from the top of your library. We got it all now. <laughs> we got the it only all. Thing, the only thing we don't have are Planeswalkers. So if we hit Vivian, 
we can't do anything about it. And we don't get enchantments. There's mm. nothing to like get oh. enchantments off of these. But there's besides precognition field, like that's very rare. Wait. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, one thing I love about this, what, you, what we're seeing so far, uh, yeah. is um, that it's all just look at the top of your library. Yes, you right? may notice that like I've left out future sight. Uh, I do not run future sight. That's the enchantment that says play. You may play the top card of your library. That would be perfect and no restriction. However, it says play with the top card of your library revealed. I don't want to do that. I don't like, you know, I've, you know, Oracle of Moldiah, the same deal. You play with the top revealed, you mm. get to play extra lands. That would be great in this deck, no doubt. Also 30 bucks. But I don't want to, because your opponent's like, yeah. what's on top? What's on top? Okay, okay. <laughs> table. Are we all cool with that? Do we all know that Sean's got this on the top of his library? Okay, let's all remember that. It's like, I don't want the whole table tracking my whole yeah, especially that guy with that weird voice. I don't like the yeah. way he says that stuff. Get out of here. That guy, I'm always playing with that guy. <laughs> if you if you added white, there is a way to do enchantments, but anyways. Oh, yeah, no, no no white in this deck. No white deck. in this deck. Uh, We're talking teamer colors here. It's teamer. Yeah. So who's the commander, Andy? Ooh, who is the commander? Well, uh, like we said, we're talking uh, teamer. So Riku of two reflections, two green, blue, red, uh, for the 2-2, Legendary Human Wizard. Uh, this is such a classic commander. Um, recently reprinted with Double Master, so that price is uh, coming down a little bit. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you can pay blue-red. If you do, copy that spell. You may choose new targets. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you can pay green-blue. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Love this card. Such utility. You know, um, it's... Such bonus. Uh, try not to get caught in the Riku, um, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it, but like the Riku mindset, because um, sometimes you get to the point where you're like, hmm, okay, this I want to cast this spell, and it's really good. Uh, but if I wait two turns, I can do it with Riku, and then I can double it up. It's like, no, 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 you should probably just play your stuff, and then the Riku's a bonus. Am I right? Like, am I right about this, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. that's usually how it works with Riku. But you sometimes you just can't help just being like, ooh, look how good this would be. Like, you know. So, yeah. I know. It's so greedy to do that, way. and you, you will feel that way whenever you play with Riku, but uh, if you can stave that off, actually, Riku gets even better, because you're not as leaning on it as much. But I love this commander. One of the classics. Yeah, uh, thanks to the reprint, down to like 10 bucks from like 30 or so. Uh, so, Wizards, thanks. Wizards, reprints. thanks. Okay. So, should we set the scene let's, for the deck? Let's, yes. Uh, let's start with some vegetables. Obviously, you know, we got some ramp, we got some card draw. And by the very nature of ramp and card draw, that does change what's on top of the library. We can often look at it and, and see what it is, thanks to our, all of the abilities that let us do that. But we're looking at recurrable, rate, recurrable ways in addition to some of the normal ways. Uh, one of my faves is Elvish Reclaimer. It's a green for a creature, Elf Warrior 1-2. Uh, it gets plus 2, plus 2 as long as there's 3 or more land cards in your graveyard. That's pretty easy. But also, here's the key. 2 tap, sacrifice a land, search your library for a land, put it into the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. It doesn't actually ramp you, 
but it's a great way to change what's on top of your library, especially if that land you go get is Halimar Depths. That's probably going to be our first land to grab with this guy. It's a land that enters the battlefield tapped, taps for blue, but when it enters the battlefield, you can look at the top three cards of your library and put them back in any order. So now I can set up my next thing. If I know it's like, well, maybe I don't have Rada, so I can't play lands off the top, but I can play creatures, so I'll make sure the creatures are up there or vice versa for my next turn. However you want to do it. It's very helpful for this sort of thing. Really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, who's our next vegetable? Oh, our next vegetable is Dreamscape Artist. One and a blue for the 1-1 one, one human spell shaper that says pay two and a blue. Tap, discard a card, sack a land, search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, shuffle your library. I freaked out about this card several times, and I will once again that this card is in blue, that it is a, uh, um, a harrow on a, on a, on a creature. Um, you get, you do ramp, you do, like, you, it's on a creature, it's repeatable, and it's blue for some reason. And this was yeah. part of the um, uh, Planar Chaos, I think, that's what it was. And they yep. gave colors different abilities, which is, like, honestly, how stupid. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, the thing that makes magic so good, let's just ruin it. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so Dreamscape Artist is, is our blue ramping, repeatable ramp creature. Yeah, and like sacking a land, getting two lands, you've only gone up one land, but you've taken two out of the deck, and quite often when we care what's on top of the library, thinning out the deck is something that helps out in the long run. Incremental gains. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, this is a cute little vegetable here, Tree Folk Harbinger. Uh, <laughs> it's a single green for a 0-3 Tree Folk Druid. When Treefolk Harbinger comes into play, you may search your library for a Treefolk or a Forest Guard, reveal it, shuffle your library, and then put that card on top of it. So, you know, if we put a if we have to put a Forest, it's like, oh, I need to hit my land drops, I need to get another Forest. Great, I can do it that way. Uh, do you hear my cat meow? <laughs> yeah, we can hear. Yeah. That's, that's all right. Frankie, Frankie loves to sit in front of the closet and just meow at it. Uh, <laughs> Let me in there. Uh, There's coats in there. I know it. I think she wants to sit in like a coat pile. I think she loves yeah. that. <laughs> uh, where was I? Tree Folk Harbinger. But the beauty is we can search for a Tree Folk and put that card on top of it. Uh, we do have one other Tree Folk in the deck. That happens to be Woodfall Primus. Five, green, green, green. For a 6-6 Tree Folk Shaman, it has Trample. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-creature permanent, and it has Persist. So when it dies, it comes back with a minus one, minus one counter, and guess what? We get to destroy another non-creature permanent. Um, yeah. Pretty sweet. I think so. Uh, so those are our vegetables. Yeah. Uh, and I think, are you ready to get into some neat moves? Working on a neat move. Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, what's our first neat move? Well, I'll tell you. It looks like uh, we're going to be using um, a favorite when it comes to like land type stuff and playing stuff uh, off the top of our library. Mina and Den Wildborn. Two red, green for the legendary elf ally. 4-4. Four, four. You may play additional land on each of your turns, which is always great if we're playing lands off the top of our library. Uh, and say red, green to return a land you control to its owner's hand. Target creature gains trample until the turn. Um, 
this is going to be key again like to get the lands off the top of our library um we can bounce that halmar depths to reorder our stuff if we so desire so that's a nice little combo just being able to bounce that back maybe give our tree or what's it called our um our woodfall primus a little trample or does it already have trample it already has trample. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, Rada, though, like, uh, you can... I didn't read the ability, but Rada can get plus X, plus X based on the number of lands you have. Mm. And with the amount of ramp we're doing, you know, sometimes she's like a 12-12, so giving her trample is pretty good with Benedin and First Strike that Rada already has on your turn. Uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Play, being able to play extra lands is very key because... That's usually what stops us from continuing. We're able to play a bunch of stuff off the top, but we hit a land and we're like, well, I can't do anything with it. I'm not allowed to play it again. And I'm out of effects that let me shuffle it around. Being able to play more lands, very key. I had a sweet move in Historic where I stole someone's Wayward Swordtooth with Claim the Firstborn and played the extra land off the top of my deck from Bolas' Citadel, got it out of the way, and then like went on a huge tear of, of playing stuff. It was fun. Very nice, very nice. I want to highlight another neat move in this deck. Another way we're going to be able to look and play cards off the top is with Vizier of the Menagerie. Three and a green for a 3-4 Naga Cleric. You may look at the top card of the library. You may cast the top card of your library if it's a creature card. (laughs) (laughs) Frankie! Yeah, I think we're just going to open the door and let Frankie in because that's, that's all she wants. Uh... Vizier of the Menagerie lets us look and play, look at the top and play creature cards off the top. The bonus is we get to spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast creature spells, which is very cool. Um, So imagine the world where we have Vizier of the Menagerie or a way to cast creatures, and we have Momir Vig, Cynic Visionary. Three green blue, Elf Wizard, two two. Whenever you play a green creature spell, you may search your library for a creature card and reveal it. If you do, shuffle and put that card on the top. If you play a blue creature spell, reveal the top card. If it's a creature, put it into your hand. So if you play a blue and green, like the, the green one where you search and shuffle is a may, mm-hmm. the blue one is not a may. Right. So if we have any green but not blue creatures, Momir Vague lets us search them up. And they go to the top of the library. Vizier of the Menagerie lets us cast them from the top. And since it's a green creature, we get to do it again. So we get to chain all of our little vegetable-y green creatures. And just go bat, 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 bat. So like the tree folk if we want to. Uh, Some fun ones to grab. It's fun to grab a spring bloom druid. Two in a green. It's an elf druid. It's a 1-1. And when it enters the battlefield, you do another harrow. You sacrifice a land, search for two basics, put them under battlefield tapped, and then shuffle the top. When you do the yeah, I was gonna say, will that ruin the will thing? Will that ruin your, can... your chain? Because you cast well, it, one... and that's the Momir trigger. And so then when this it one enters, ruins the chain. Yeah, that one does, yeah. This one ruins the chain. I got excited about mixing a vegetable <laughs> in this section of the show. But it doesn't... Zoologist doesn't ruin it. Zoologist is a 1-2 for 4, 3 and a green. Uh, it's a druid, and it has the ability, 3 and a green tap, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it into play. Otherwise, put it into your graveyard. It's a risky move if you mm. don't know what's on top of your library. But if you always know what's on the top of your library, yeah. you just wait until, like, oh, I've got something that costs eight mana up yeah. there. Cool. I'm just paying four for it. Uh, also, 
in an extreme case, you can pay the four to reveal a non-creature that you already know isn't a creature, and then just have it go into the graveyard. So to have something else on top of the library. Right. Like, if you really need to. So it's a very cool card in this deck. Very cool. Uh, the next neat move we have here uh, is... Uh, how do you say this? Huatuo? I think so. Huatuo. Honored Physician. One green green for the one two. Legendary Human. Put It has tap. Put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Activate this ability only during your turn before attackers are declared. So you have to do it in your first main phase. I add, You can still do it at instant speed, but you have to do it before the combat step, I guess. Anyways, yeah. um, that will obviously grab a few things uh, uh, from your graveyard to throw them up on top of the, the library there. Um, uh, um Brutalizer Exarch is another is another cool way to do something similar. Five and a green for the three three uh, creature cleric. Um, it's when it enters the battlefield, you choose one, search your library for a creature card, reveal it, put it uh, shuffle your library, put it on top, so you can just kind of tutor for uh, a creature this way. Also, like if that's if you don't need to do that, it also has the ability of put a target non-creature permanent on the bottom of its owner's library. So you can deal with a pesky non-creature permanent if you need to with this guy as well. But it's nice to be able to uh, like kind of search something up and throw it on top of your deck. So between Hua Tao and Brutalizer Exarch, we've got, we can dip into the graveyard or from our library mm -hmm. and put any creature on top. So... Andy, will you continue? What if we have this creature on the back? What if we had Deceiver of Forms, six and a colorless uh, for an Eldrazi? That's an 8 8. And at the beginning of combat on your turn, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature, if a creature card is revealed this way, you may have creatures you control other than Deceiver of Form become copies of that card until end of turn. You may put that card on the bottom of your library. Um, so you can make all the creatures turn into whatever the creature is that's on top of your library. Right. So Hua Tao has to work before combat and Desira form works once combat starts. It's the perfect pair. That so is perfect. You just take the, the, like a cool creature in your graveyard that you might want to duplicate a bunch of times. And then you just put that on top of our combat and deceiver lets you put that card on the bottom of your library after it's done its job so you don't have to keep it there if you don't even want to draw it i mean if it's that cool to copy maybe you want to draw it but whatever you want to do uh there's also conduit of ruin which is six mana six generic mana no colorless necessary here for the five five eldrazi that says when you cast conduit of ruin you may search your library for a colorless creature card with converted mana cost seven or greater reveal it then shuffle your library and put that card on top of it. The first creature spell you cast each turn costs two generic less to cast. I know this card well. I thought um, the, this when this card came out, I was like, man, th this is going to be a big commander card. Six six like generic mana is pretty easy to get to. You can search up a massive card, tutor for it if you want. But also this ability that just cuts the first two off like off of the first creature you cast each turn. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. You're taking a seven mana creature and you're making it cost five. You know, and anything that big is going to have that much generic mana that, you know, lessening it by two is is always going to work basically every time. So, yeah, this this card is weird. It's like a thing that, like, ramps you later. 
But when you're but when you're jumping from that like six to eight, like that's a big jump, and that's the jump that sometimes is hardest to make uh, in Commander. So and and this isn't just a thing that's some artifact that sits there. Like it is it it itself is also a five five. You know, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if Conduit Rune, if we already have our Deceiver form, or maybe like, I'm happy to grab a Meteor Golem. Perfect. That's a seven mana colorless thing. Perfect. It's a 3 3 for seven. When it enters the battlefield, destroy any non land permanent and opponent controls. Uh, and I'm, I want to point out these are also all castable from the top with Mystic Forge, who refers to non colorless non-artifact cards. Well, not so non, Eldrazi... Non-artifact, is it? No, artifact or colorless non-land cards. Right, that's the... That's the yeah, yeah, it's that's weird. It it's is, a yeah. weird extra clause, but it's, it's incorrect to shortcut Mystic Forge to only work on artifacts. Right, exactly. It also works on Eldrazi. Yes, it does, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So that's a super fun way to get like some cool combat stuff going. Um, another fun thing to Deceiver of Form would have been de like the Woodfall Primus. Now you don't get those Enter the Battlefield triggers, but if you attack with a ton of 6-6 six, six Tramplers, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I did look this up. They all have Persist, so even though they're copies of something with Persist, they will come back as their original bodies with a minus one, minus one counter. It still works. So all those ETBs, I mean, some of them will die on the spot, but we'll get all those ETBs all over again. So that's pretty good. That's pretty well. good, yeah. Uh, I do like that. If any of them die, yeah. If any of them die. So we got a lot going on. A lot of little things, a lot of stuff like that. And we know what's on the top at most times. But sometimes we're just like, ah, it's just not the right card. Why don't we cast Reality Scramble? <laughs> I do love this card. You love Two this red, card. Red. I do, I do. Two red, red for a sorcery. I'm gonna shortcut it. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of text. A, so you spend four mana and you pick a permanent that you own, and you put it on the bottom. Then you just flip down through your deck until you get a card that shares a card type. So if you get a creature, you're gonna flip until you turn it into a new creature. Uh, if you do an artifact creature, it'll hit the first artifact or the first creature. It also works with lands if you cared to. So. What like often we're like, well, I don't need this tree folk anymore, so I'll reality scramble it away, uh, and then maybe you'll hit something like a pilgrim's eye, right? A pilgrim's eye is that three mana artifact creature. Uh, it has flying. It's a one one, and when it enters the battlefield, you may search for a basic, put it into your hand. Reality scramble has retrace, so you can discard a land and flash it back for that price. Like the discarding a land is the cost. Pilgrims, I gave us that card, that land, so we'll just maybe cast another one on the Pilgrim's Eye, try to hit another creature until we get to our big creatures there. That is a fun little cycle we can go through to go with that. Uh, since we're playing, sometimes we play lands off the top of our deck in this because of Rata and stuff, so we end up with extra lands in our hands. Like we're, we're playing them from places besides our hand. So it's very common to be able to discard a land to this or other effects, which we'll get to. Cool. Uh, here's one we haven't seen for a long time. It's Possibility Storm. Three red yes. red for the enchantment. This is a lot of text, but um, I'm just going to read it because I feel like it's going to explain it better than if I try to shortcut sure. it. Sure. Whenever a player casts a spell from their hand, that player exiles it. 
then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a card that shares a card type with it. That player may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then they put all the cards exiled with Possibility Storm on the bottom of their library in a random order. So basically, when this card's on the battlefield, no one gets the spell they cast from their hand. Instead, they will get the next thing in their library that shares a card type with it. So if I cast an so, instant, I'm going to get a random instant from the from the top chunk of my, like, whatever the next instant is in my uh, library, for example. It's a great card to kind of, like, screw up your opponent's game plans. Yeah. But if you'll notice, it only works when you cast a spell from your hand. Correct. Once we're set up, we don't need to cast stuff from our hands anymore, so we get to enact our exact game plan as intended, but our opponents don't. That so is correct. That's key. That's key. Uh, this is this is you don't want both of these at the same time. I don't think these are both in here for redundancy for the same purpose. There's also knowledge pool. It's a six mana artifact and has imprint. So when it enters, everybody exiles three cards from the top of the library, and whenever anyone casts a spell from your hand, you exile it. And then if you do exile it, which you have to, you may cast another non-land card that has already been exiled with Knowledge Pool without paying their mana. Like, so you basically you trade it up. It's yeah. like a possibility storm with that you can predict what it is. Yeah. So your opponents can get a couple of cool things out of it. But again, we're not affected by that randomness or like fighting for the good spells and there's only a ramp left over. Uh, we can still do our game plan by playing off the top. Knowledge pool is a little bit more of the of the controlled chaos, um, yes. right? Because you can see what's in the pool, and you can say, "Okay, I'll cast this one mana thing and get this giant other thing," right? Like if you want. Um, and this one doesn't have to be the same card type either, right? Like this could just be anything. That's right. That's right. So you can pay like I don't know. You can trade a lightning bolt for a. I don't know, Ulamog or something. <laughs> That's the it's dream. True. It's true. It's right. true. Uh, you'll know what's on top of your library before you cast it, probably. You should. So you can kind of make sure that you don't put one, at least one really juicy thing. Mm. I mean, there's plenty of scry effects. If we hit a Hellamar Depths, we'll know what the top three cards true. we have are. Yep. So we can sometimes know, it's like, I'm not giving you anything good, so I'm happy to fire this off now. I mean, yeah. Uh, they still might get something good from everyone else, right? Like... It's true, but I mean that that card. You can assume that card would have found its way to someone's hand anyway. Right. Um, only this way, it's just a little bit crazier. True. Yeah. Uh, and then another way to help when when those effects are going is Oracle's Vault. It's a four mana artifact. Uh, you can pay two to tap it to exile the top card of your library, and until the end of turn, you can play it and you put a brick counter down on the Oracle's Vault. And once you have three brick counters, you can just tap it and play the top card of your library for free. Another way to get around Possibility Storm Knowledge Pool, if we have that going on. It's very fun. Very sweet. Like, this is this is so good, the deck. If you get the brick counters up there, rock and roll. Now you just get to get the first thing for free every time. That's all right. Oh, my God. And and it works so well with, like, Hua Tao, where it's just like, oh, guess what? My, I'll put my Meteor Golem on top of my deck. I'll use the Oracle's Vault to, like, just cast it right away. Wow destroy something like there's some like this deck this deck has a lot of fun there's a lot of like sometimes it can 
it can like hit an angle where you're like, oh, I got nothing. Like everything on the top is not the thing I'm allowed to cast. So like that can suck. But uh, there's uh, the ceiling for fun shenanigans is very high with this one. Oh man, I'm just like, is there a card that like lets you untap something and also like does something else? Like of course there has to be something with Oracle's Vault and Hua Tao like being able to untap two things or something. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Fun little fun little combo there if you can get that working. Uh yeah. any surprises or discoveries this time around? There was. Um we were obviously we care about what's on the top of the library and like this just it's a cheap little instant uh reclaim. Haven't thought about this card. This card had exited my brain uh as my card my mental card library. It's a single green instant. Put target card from a graveyard on top of your library. Decent. It's decent. Uh, this is not the $10 version. There's one that you can do this with uh, Phyrexian Green, so mm, basically zero mana. Right. I think that one's like 10 bucks. Right. Obviously noxious that one goes claim in. Noxious Claim or something, right? Or something like that? Noxious. Yeah, there's a Noxious There's part a Noxious of part of it, yeah. Noxious Revival. Revival? Yeah, Noxious Revival. Revival, okay. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, this, yeah, this is just a... Yeah, this is close to just being that card it's close to being the two mana version that puts it in your hand like this is good enough to run for a lot of decks i'd say i think so it's really good good yeah um it's instant so like you can just fire it off it's like well i'd rather draw this card it's very good uh i want to do a quick shout out to the discord people uh this deck went through a few changes as we went through um thanks to everyone for helping me like find some fun stuff uh one thing that like i didn't you could run well we'll get to that a little bit later i'll i'll I'm gonna thank everybody thank you to chiefy hunter bjork dan just dan madisman spiff pips don't lie magic sphere papa deal lol what king maverick and dylan ph uh if i miss anybody who was in there i'm sorry i gotta tell you too if you're not in our discord when we put a i was like hey gang here's what we're brewing around today it is like a dog pile. Like people are in there, and like, how about this? How about this? How about this? And sometimes, like, it'd be like, oh, like I, I kind of set the tone. I was like, here's what we're working on. Think about it. I'm gonna go have lunch, and then I'm gonna be back at about 2 p.m. and we're gonna brew this thing. I got back at two. And I was like, okay, deck's done. Here's what it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Whoa, discard. Um, we didn't go with that version of the deck. Well, let's just get to it, okay? Uh, let's just get to it. Let's do the budget report, and I'll tell you all about it. Okay, budget report time. Let's do it. It's the low on this deck through TCG. If you click that link, you can buy those cards. Uh, 57 bucks. The market value is $113. Um, one thing that TCG is doing incorrectly is it's wants to that huatao it wants there's like a 30 cent commander reprint but it is counting the 30 dollar like original oh, one yeah. from, from presumably like portals portal, or something yeah. so i don't know why but like anyway so like it's it, it says it's more than it is but it's not even close to that because of that card um do you want to save close to 10 bucks on riku uh just buy that oversized version yeah why not why not why not what's wrong like it's never going to be in your hand it's never going to be in the library it's going to be in your command zone or the battlefield use the use the oversized one if your playgroup has a problem with that 
send them to me. Well, here's I'll the thing: is like if it goes to your hand, like who cares? You hold it in your Everyone, hand. Well, we all use a different color sleeve for our commander exactly. at the very least. Exactly. So like it's not a secret anymore. And if for some reason someone like Cyclonic Rift, so it all goes back to your hand, and then someone tries to like thought seize you or something like that, like that also doesn't matter because it going to the graveyard when you put it in your command zone anyway so no, it never yeah. matters really well and then even for those of you who are like well what if someone like morphs it right and it's face down it's like guess what a face down morph knows that it's your commander like if your commander is face down yeah. it still counts as your commander so everyone knows it's like this does commander damage so like that's true that's true you can't you can't there's no way to hide it like so why bother why bother save yourself the money yeah, that's true. Good call. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I mean, if you're the type of person who doesn't want to play it just because you don't want the oversized card, well, then you're just not the type of person who's going to play it anyway. So it doesn't even matter, right? There you go. Doesn't matter. So if you don't We've care, solved... try it out. It's a great way to save a couple bucks. So you're saving almost ten bucks on Riku right here. Do they make? Uh, do they, do they make oversized of all of those? Of all of that that original commander they set? They did. Yeah, oh, okay. they stopped do they they went down to only just the main one. Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I have so many of those oversized commander cards. <laughs> so I have a, I, mean, I have a you know the commander like boxes that like they come in yeah. inside the thing. Yeah. I basically have one of those that's like half full of stacked full commanders on it. It's so many of them. I don't know what to do about them. Like, like, where do you? Yeah, I gotta do something. With we them. gotta do something with them. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, can't get that oversized one. Uh, what are we talking about otherwise? What are we talking about here? Yeah. Do you want to take the most expensive card in the deck otherwise? Yeah. So uh, we talked about Riku. So the most expensive card otherwise is Vivian, Monsters Advocate. Uh, we talked about this one. Yeah, she's the Ikoria Planeswalker that lets us look at the top of the library and we can cast creature spells and stuff. So, um, nine dollars. For Viv, um, this is this is a kind of a recur like like we can get this ability from a couple of other sources, especially if you don't if you don't mind looking at having it be revealed. There's even more sources, so I don't know. What do you think? Like nine bucks, it feels like it's it feels like it's pretty sweet that we only we get to look. That's the only real upside I yeah. can see. This is a pretty killable thing, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah, having it on a planeswalker is tough. And it's to, like that minus two is very threatening. I mean, that's why she's nine bucks because she's in standard right now. Right. She's very good. Yeah. Um, standard's about to rotate too. So, like, sometimes these planeswalkers are like, she's nine now, but like, she could go up to 30 if like the new rotation, if she's True. like a key player in a new deck or something. Yeah. So, I don't know. You could cut her. We've got other ways to look at the top of the library. Uh, if you wanted to, you, you know, we talked about, uh, hinted at a budget breaker earlier, but Oracle of Moldiah obviously would go great in this deck. It helps get lands off the top because we're playing them off the top, but it does have that drawback of looking at the top, like it's revealed, which I don't love, but, you know, go for it if you want to. Yeah, this one, yeah, for sure is a great fit, but um, this is one of those cards that, yes, it was reprinted. Thank you. Uh, you know, we'll just do a quick hashtag Wizards Thinks. For reprinting this card, however, I don't know if, if you've been keeping up on any of the Jumpstart stuff. It has not changed the price of anything, and in fact, most of all the Jumpstart, like the new Jumpstart rares, are just obscenely costed. They're just incredibly yeah. expensive. And 
like Jumpstart has been released, right? Like in real life. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sure of it. It, it has, pictures. but like, of course, the pandemic is is occurring, so no one's really playing it at stores. So I guess that's affected the like the prices haven't moved for any of the Jumpstart yeah. reprints. It's it's. I know I've been looking it up and being like, ooh, what can I order? Like, it's time to pick up some cheap stuff from Jumpstart. It's like, no, there's none. There's nothing. It's all the same price. Terrible. The Jumpstart reprint of Oracle is. Not even a dollar less than the Zendikar one, <laughs> which is, you know, that was possibly going to happen anyways. I mean, not, you know, depending on the the type of set it's reprinted in, but you'd think you were going to see some amount of drop, right? Anyways, you would think it's a bummer. You would think the other expensive card hints at a direction this deck. We did not delve so deep into this, but Etherflux Reservoir. Mm. It's a four mana artifact. It's the storm artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, gain a life for each spell you've cast this turn. That is a going up and up and up. And then you pay 50 life to deal 50 damage to a creature or to any target. 50 damage to any target. So, obviously, we do have a... Since we're casting off the top of our deck a lot, it's pretty easy to, like, cast a few cards at a t- in a turn. And also because, you know... Of course, we're running Brainstorm. Those are little cantrippy little draw things that are also great for your storm count. It is not difficult to skew this deck way more into the storm direction. I didn't do that with this brew because there's just this is a deck where I felt I wanted 200 cards. There's just so much yeah. cool stuff going on. But like the one storm card I am running is that I didn't look it up. I, I wasn't prepared to like bring it up in the notes per se but there's a storm card that lets you tutor up a land and put it in your hand with storm oh yeah yeah i remember i i've yeah i've seen that card and the beauty of that card is that a if even if we can get like five copies out of it we can like that's a pretty good thinning for future top of the deck stuff but not only that all of the copies go on the stack separately so if we have precognition field, like we shuffle, search for one, put in our hand, and then whatever's on top, if it's an instant, we have an opportunity to cast it before we resolve the next mm. copy of this thing. Real pain in the butt in real life to shuffle. Look. <laughs> a lot of triggers. Nope, I'm going to shuffle again. <laughs> yeah, that so like, sucks. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, I mean, it's possible. Sure, yeah, yeah. Cool. Super fun, super fun. This is a fun one. Um, it's it's if you, this is a deck for you if you like always being busy. There's lots to do. There's lots of like options, and you're like, oh, I don't like that option. Let's change the options. There's a lot going on. So just to be clear, that price you said, that TCG low of like sixty-ish, fifty high fifties, market one thirteen. That, is... that includes the thirty dollar. No, no, no it that's doesn't. adjusted. Okay, that's for adjusted. The incorrectly okay. priced. Great. 30 bucks yeah so uh, just over 50 bucks but i mean cut etherflux reservoir cut the vivian you're under 50 bucks no problem cool great um a moment for favorite cards yes favorite cards so i personally love uh myself a ramunap excavator uh two and a green for the two three you may play land cards from your graveyard uh just i mean this ability is so strong even if you're not abusing it and making this the focus of your deck, I like 
including this in so many green decks. And, like, there's a... Uh, is it called World Shaper? Yeah, the one where you, like... Whenever yeah. you attack with it, you mill, and then you can it can die and return them all back. Both of those cards, like, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, are these just good in every... Do I just want these all the time? Like, even if you're not running a lot of, like, um, uh, fetch lands, ramming up Excavator, if you're like us, you're, you're playing budget style, like, you can... You can often just get if if you're just running if you're just doing evolving wilds and stuff. Maybe you're running the old fetches. I love the old fetches, the slow fetches. Those are those are great too. Like there's a lot of options to still to be had. You don't need to be you know breaking the budget with a bunch of uh, uh, fetch lands to to make this card good. True. Anything that mills at all, obviously, this is really great in too. Uh, what about you? My favorite card. I'm going to pick Vivian's Arcbow. One in a green, legendary artifact. X, tap, discard a card. We've got a handful of lands off, so I'm probably going to discard a land. Um, X, tap, discard a card. Look at the top X cards. Put a creature card that costs X or less onto the battlefield. The rest go on the bottom. It's another way to cycle stuff. It's also a convenient way if you're just like, ooh, I don't have Vivian out. I'm not allowed to cast this creature that's on the top of my deck, but I can discard a card and pay the exact same CMC as it and then just put it onto the battlefield with the added bonus that if it's five, for example, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to the top five. I'm like, you know what? I like this other five better. So like, sure. you can possibly upgrade it if you want. Or just be like, I'm just going to dump all my mana and hit my like, like uh, prime, uh, Woodfall Primus if I can find it. This is I. This card is cool too because if you have like a control deck or like a permission thing in your meta, like Vivian's Arcbow gets around countering your creatures, which is cool. You're not casting things, yeah. True. Yeah. Well. Uh. Very good. I man. The last two weeks we're casting stuff off the top of our library quite a bit. I was gonna say uh, Aetherflux Reservoir belongs in the deck from last week too. Ooh, and I wanted to steal. Um, I forget what it was. There's one off of your list. I was like, ooh, that's red. I can run that. <laughs> I forget. This is great. Yeah, well, I love it. This is this is a pretty different feel for a teamer deck, too, you know? Like, we just when you think you have a handle on what the, what the color com- combinations are doing, like, this is a pretty different brew from teamer. This is cool. And I didn't talk about what Riku does in the deck because he's kind of just there for the colors. Mm-hmm. And I took I tried to mention him because of his lower price because of the reprint. Yep. But all of these spells are just like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll take two if I've got the yeah, mana. Sure. Or I'll take two of these creatures, sure. Yeah, and again, get into that Riku mindset where you're like, oh, I'll wait a turn and then I can it's get both terrible. things. Can... Don't do that. Don't, don't do don't it. Don't get greedy. Just, just cast no. it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, uh, always remember, you can check out um, uh, our sponsors. Uh, so check out uh, wizardtower.com. Uh, if you're in Canada, you can get that. Use that coupon code. Get a little slice off of your singles. Uh, if you're outside of Canada, check out TCG Player. Follow our affiliate link and buy any of the cards from this deck or anywhere else. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Sarah popping in at the end of the episode I here. I want to sing you guys out. Oh, you want to sing us out? Okay, no problem. Let me finish with this for a second. Uh, TCG player, follow the link, uh, and and we you you help support us directly that way because we'll get a little slice off of anything you buy after you follow the link. Guys, it's been another great week. Love the deck. Thanks to everyone watching, listening in the Discord, helping us brew. Sarah, take us out. 
Magic is the best game around. There's so many different colors and characters. Andy and John love it so much. They kiss their cards at night. <laughs> really good. New theme song. I think that should be our new theme song. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.